Hello and welcome to Macpreneur, the show that helps entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schroers and here we go for today's episode. So at the time of recording, the third public beta of the next releases of Apple's various operating systems are out. In the previous episode of Macpreneur, I explored two different kinds of beta software programs that uh, Apple offers, as well as the pros and cons of signing up for them. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, and if you're not sure whether it's a good idea to sign up for one of those uh, beta programs, I encourage you to press pause now, listen to episode 39, then uh, come right back afterwards. In today's show, I'll explain how to safely beta test iOS and iPadOS, and uh, in the next episode, I'll cover macOS. The purpose of these two episodes is uh, twofold. First, I want to give you a step-by-step procedure that will minimize the risk of data loss. And second, I would like to help you get out of the beta program before the end if needed. But before diving in, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I truly appreciate you fitting the MacPerner podcast in your busy life. If it's your first time, welcome to the MacPerner tribe. You're joining listeners located all around the world. And if you're listening for a while now, I'm super grateful that you're sticking with me. Either way, my goal is to help you operate your Apple devices faster and be more productive even between episodes. This is why I've prepared 30 tips for your iPhone and Mac. To sign up for this free email course, just visit macpreneur.com forward slash tips. So now let's dive into today's topic. At the time of recording, I've been testing iPadOS 13 on my iPad mini 4 for about a week now. Uh, starting with public beta 2 and uh, two days ago I've installed public beta 3. So far I've already reported 8 bugs and uh, managed to break my device once uh, which needed a a factory reset and a a second installation of uh, iPadOS 13 uh, beta. Uh, Compared to the public beta of iOS 12 last year I feel it's much uh, less stable and uh, there are much more bugs most probably because Apple is making uh, more significant changes to the underlying core of uh, iOS uh, this year. There was a a serious uh, security bug in uh, public beta 2 that someone else discovered and by which it was possible to bypass authentication to access the apps and uh, internet passwords, the iCloud keychain on the device. So the trick was to tap multiple times on a website and app passwords without authenticating until it uh, finally gave in. So it was really funny. You tap, tap, tap multiple times. You cancel the authentication. You tap and then at one point you were able to see all the passwords. I was able to reproduce it with a public beta 2 and it looks like the bug has been fixed with public beta 3. Now Uh, It's a bit too early to talk about my impressions about the new features of uh, iOS and iPadOS 13 yet. So I'll dedicate uh, an episode just for that uh, in a month or so. 
today's episode will focus on the public beta program for both the iPhone and the iPad and I've split the episode in uh, three parts. First, I'll talk about the installation process, then how to report bugs and problems, and finally, how to get out of the beta program earlier if you need to. Uh, preparing for the beta testing phase is very important if you want to avoid losing uh, precious data. In, in episode 39, I even suggested uh, to use a separate Apple ID to avoid uh, compromising data synchronized over iCloud or uh, in case you, you would not be able to synchronize uh, some data when the database uh, needs to be upgraded. Uh, in case of the uh, iPhone and the iPad, it's also uh, recommended to use a secondary device, not your main device. So from my side, I, I've used uh, the iPad mini 4 and I have two main Apple IDs. One that I use for my business and the other one that I use for my personal stuff and, uh, and the family sharing. Uh, because the app, the iPad was on my uh, EasyTech uh, Apple ID, I had to, I decided to, to wipe it out and uh, reinstall it with the, with the personal uh, Apple ID. Now I understand it's not, uh, not necessarily practical to do that, but uh, I didn't want to, to to have some to create some risk with the, the the business data. With iOS 13, it's the reminders database that is changing and needs to be upgraded if you want to be able to test uh, the new features. That that means what? That if you upgrade the reminders database on iOS 13 beta or iPadOS 13 beta your other devices, those that are still running on iOS 12 or earlier, they won't be able to synchronize the reminders. Now, it's not mandatory to upgrade the reminders database. You can decide on your beta device not to upgrade the database. That's actually what I've done. But then you won't be able to test the new features of the reminders app on the iPhone or the iPad. And apart from the reminders database, I haven't seen any other changes uh, like that. So notes, uh, it's working, iCloud Drive is working. So I haven't seen uh, major changes except for the reminders database. So let's uh, go with the first part of this episode, the installation process. And uh, here are the main steps that I will explore one by one uh, later on. So first you make a local encrypted backup then you archive the backup, you sign up for the public beta program, you install a certificate on your device, and then finally you will be able to install the public uh, beta version. If you want to prepare the device with another Apple ID, then you have to do that between uh, steps number two and steps number, number three. I will, I will explain what I did. Uh, when switching my iPad mini 4 from the EasyTech Apple ID to the personal Apple ID. Now, it's not mandatory. Uh, it's recommended if your device uh, is using the, the business data. Okay, so step number one, you need to make a local encrypted backup. Local means on a computer. So for that, you will need a Mac or a PC 
with enough available disk space. So if you have a 128 uh, gig uh, device and I would say 50 gigabytes of this is data that is not synchronized over iCloud or that is not in the cloud, you will need at least uh, these 50 gigs uh, free on, your, on the hard drive of your computer. So you connect your iOS device to the computer. You will need to trust the computer if it's the first time you enter your device passcode. Now, uh, depending on the operating system, so if you're, if you're already testing Catalina, then you will need to launch Finder because uh, starting with Catalina, uh, iTunes has been split into three different apps. And iTunes, actually, there is no iTunes app in Catalina. But if you're still on uh, macOS Mojave or earlier, or if you're on Windows, you just launch iTunes. Now, underneath the volume button, you will click on a small icon that looks like an iPhone, like a device. And uh, you will access the page with all the information about your device in, uh, in iTunes or in the Finder. In iTunes, make sure you're in the summary page. And uh, what we want is the backups section. So on the left, you have the automatic backup settings. Now, if iCloud is ticked, it means that the automatic backup is done to iCloud, which is good, which is what I, what I recommend. Now, if this computer is ticked, that means that automatically the backup will be done to the computer and not in iCloud. Okay, so if you, if you have this computer option ticked, that means that either you didn't activate iCloud backups or if iCloud backups were activated and you accidentally tick on this computer, you will actually stop doing automatic uh, backup uh, to iCloud. So pay attention to that. What we want to uh, make sure is that the underneath this computer, there is an encrypt uh, local backup option. Uh, make sure that this one, this option is ticked. And if it's the first time that you tick the option encrypt local backup, then you will need to uh, enter a password to create a password that you will enter twice. It's, uh, it's important to encrypt the backup, first of all, for security purposes, uh, for security reason, but also because there is more information that is saved in the backup when it is encrypted. So if you don't encrypt the local backup, and you restore that, that backup, you will not get everything that you, all the sensitive data, the health, the home kit data, the, the password and so on, they, they won't be uh, restored. Okay, so on the left side, we have the automatic backup uh, options. On the right side, we have the manually uh, backup and restore uh, options. Here you just click on backup now, and it will initiate the local backup of your iOS device to your computer. You wait until uh, it's uh, fully finished. Second step is to archive the backup. Why do we need to archive the backup? Because we want uh, the backup to, to, we want to prevent the backup from being uh, overwritten. When, we, when you do local backups, if you click uh, tomorrow on uh, my, uh, backup now, if the backup is not archived, it will overwrite it. It will. Uh, so we want to make sure that we, we archive the backup. And for that, so if uh, to access the local backup, if you're already on Catalina, you click on uh, Manage Backups in Finder. 
if you're on uh, Mojave or earlier on a Mac, you just press command comma to access the preferences uh, pane of, of iTunes. Then you click on the device tab. And on Windows, you press control comma and you also click on the devices tab. Now, maybe you have multiple backups, so you select the right device, you right click on the backup of the right device and you select the option that says archive and it will rename the backup by adding the, the date and time of when you archive the backup. So now you have an archive backup. It means that even if you do another local backup of the same device, there will be another file. So also pay attention to uh, available size on your computer. Uh, if you're already short on size, uh, make sure you, you don't do any additional backup. You, you will not have enough space. This archive backup, uh, you could actually move it out of your computer. So on, on a Mac, you have to uh, right click and it will be you will have the option to show in finder in uh, in windows you will have the op uh, option to show it in uh, in windows explorer i've not yet tested catalina but i'm sure that uh, with catalina if you right click there must be an option to to show it in finder as well so then you will be able to see the uh, the, arch the archived backup and if you don't have enough space on your computer you can move that archive backup from uh, that folder to an external disk. Now, really uh, make a note of where it is because uh, the, the, if you need to restore the archive, then you will need to put it back in that folder on, local, on your local computer. And also you may have the risk of filling up your hard drive and not, enough, not having enough disk space to get back the archived uh, backup. So yeah, it's possible to move that backup outside of your computer, but pay attention to, to what you do. Okay, so now we have uh, an archive backup. So the next step is to sign up for the public beta program. So you visit uh, beta.apple.com. You click on the sign up button. If it's the first time you enter your Apple ID credentials, uh, it, it is using two-factor authentication. So if you have that activated, you will need also to, to enter the six-digit code. And now you're, you're signed up for the, you're, you've signed up for the, the beta program. The, the next step is to install a certificate on the device where you want to beta test the, the program. So if you, if you signed up directly from your iPhone or your iPad, that's good because you have to just visit beta.apple.com forward slash profile and you will already be locked in. Uh, but if you signed up on a computer, now you have to go back to, uh, to you open Safari on your iOS device and you visit beta.apple.com forward slash profile. You may need to sign in with your Apple ID and it will download uh, a certificate. Once you have downloaded the certificate, you will need uh, to activate it and uh, restart, restart your device. And once you've restarted your device, you just uh, visit uh, Settings, uh, General, Software Update, and it will tell you that, yes, indeed, there is a public beta software update available, and uh, you download it and uh, install it. Now, 
I would like to, to mention this uh, option of uh, preparing the device with another Apple ID. So if you do that, you will need to make a second uh, archive backup before installing the, the certificate. Uh, so as I said, my iPad mini 4 was tied to my EasyTech Apple ID and I wanted to beta test iPadOS 13 with the, with the personal Apple ID. So for that, I signed out of iCloud and iTunes uh, via settings, the Apple ID si sign out after having, the after having made the first archive backup. Huh? So I made the first archive backup as connected with my uh, EasyTech Apple ID. And then this is the process that I've done. I entered the, the Apple ID password to turn off uh, Find My iPhone. And then I double checked that FaceTime and iMessage were turned off and not connected with my Apple ID anymore. And then I went to Settings, General, Reset, and then Erase All Content and Settings. And that wiped completely my iPad Mini 4. And then I uh, started over on that iPad Mini 4 fresh with my personal Apple ID. I reinstalled all the apps that I needed. I configured it completely. And once the device is, uh, is ready for the beta program, then I created a second locally encrypted uh, backup in, in iTunes and I archived that backup. That backup was uh, smaller than the first one because Obviously, it was, a, it was a fresh install of iOS 12 on my iPad mini 4 and I didn't have a lot of data. Uh, and then I was ready to start the installation of the certificate and so on. Okay, so that's uh, preparing the device. At this point, then you have uh, iOS 13 beta or iPadOS 13 beta installed on your device and you're ready to test it out. As I explained, I already have reported eight bugs. And so I think, yes, it's nice to be able to, to test new features, but uh, at the same time, it's important to help Apple find and, and correct bugs. So for that, my recommendation is to, to make sure that you add screen recording to Control Center if you haven't done it uh, yet. So you visit settings, control center, then customize controls, and then you will scroll down and you press on the plus button next to the to screen recording. That means that in addition to being able to do some uh, screenshots, uh, static screenshots, you will be also able to do screen recordings to actually demonstrate a bug or a problem. And uh, because you can actually add those to, 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 to the reports. So, yeah, you use uh, your iPhone or your iPad with the beta version. And as soon as you notice something strange, something that uh, shouldn't happen, then uh, I, would, I suggest you to, to make screenshots right away or start a, a screen recording. So you access control center, you press on the button, you wait for three seconds and then it will record your screen. Make sure you, you don't have any sensitive information in that uh, screenshot or, or in that screen recording. This is also another reason why I didn't want to test it with my business Apple ID. And uh, so you will save that uh, in, in, uh, in photos. And uh, to, to submit a bug report, uh, you will use a, a dedicated app called Feedback Assistant that has been installed with the beta version of, of iOS 
or iPadOS. So it's a, it's a purple icon with an exclamation mark in it. You uh, will have to sign in with uh, the Apple ID that you use for the beta program. And then you will have access to an interface that looks like a bit of a simplified uh, mail uh, client. You will tap on new feedback or there is a compose icon like in mail. And then you will choose the, the right feedback category. So in this case, it will be iOS and iPad OS. And then there is a form that you fill. It's a dynamic form in the sense that based on the, the type of issue that you have selected or the app that, uh, that has an issue, you will have more or less uh, things to fill or to choose. There will be uh, multiple options. And uh, at the end, you will uh, enter a description. So you will explain uh, what you've noticed, the, the problem you've noticed. And then at the very bottom, you will be able to add screenshots or screen recordings. And once all of that is, is done, you tap on, on Submit in the, the top right corner and uh, it will include some telemetry, some log files. And once all of that is ready, it will start uh, sending that uh, report to Apple. So it can take uh, a while and uh, depending on the amount of data and the size of the screen recording and so on, it can take uh, sometimes a few minutes to send the, your feedback to Apple. And then in the, in the app, you will uh, see there are the three sections. You have an inbox where you have messages from Apple uh, and you will have your drafts and your submitted. If you go to submit it, you will see then all the reports that you have uh, already submitted. In the top left corner, there is a lack of a settings uh, icon. You, you press on it. And uh, there you will be able to see uh, all your beta devices and uh, also an option if you want to use Touch ID to authenticate in the Feedback Assistant app. And when you need to require uh, Touch ID or Face ID depending on the, on the device that you have. Finally, let's talk about getting out of the public beta uh, program. So let's say that um, so there, there are actually uh, two scenarios. The first scenario of is if you want to do that earlier than the uh, official release. And the second is if you want to do that uh, after the official release. So the, the, the first step, the, the first thing is uh, if you want to do that earlier than the official release. And it's very similar in case your device get bricked like mine was. So the funny thing is uh, it was a Saturday morning that I installed iPadOS 13 on my iPad mini 4. And it was in the middle of the afternoon that it was already bricked. So I didn't even have one day of beta testing that my device was already completely unusable. So there was one step in, in that process that I had to, to go through. Putting the bricking aside, if your device is working, uh, you can use it, but you realize, no, 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 I, I, want, to, I want to go back to, to safety and uh, the, the official release, the iOS 12 uh, at the time of recording. 
then what you have to do is you sign out of iCloud and iTunes. Uh, make sure that you sign out of uh, iMessage, uh, FaceTime, everything. You si sign out completely. And then you, need, you will need to put your device into recovery mode. So I will, uh, I will put a link in the show note uh, about the different ways to put a device in recovery mode. It, it depends actually from the type of device. And it involves uh, using the computer that you used also for, for the archive backup. So by putting it into recovery mode, you will actually restore the device to factory settings with the current official release of iOS. And once this is done, so you will have a device that is fresh with uh, iOS 12 at the, the time of recording, then you will need to restore the archived backup that you made uh, prior to the beta testing phase. In my case, uh, I needed to put the device into recovery mode and uh, reinstall iOS 12 and then uh, restore the second archive backup that I had made, the, the, the archive backup of the device with my personal Apple ID. And then I was able to uh, start over the, the beta testing phase. If you're happy to continue using the, uh, testing the public beta versions until uh, fall, when Apple will release the official version of iOS 13 or iPadOS 13, at that point, you don't need to uh, restore anything or do anything unless, unless you want to, but you just uh, go to settings, uh, general, uh, profiles and device management, and you remove the certificate because it's the certificate that is on your device that will uh, look for uh, another server for, uh, for upgrades and, and updates of iOS and iPadOS. So by removing the certificate, then your device will only fetch the, the server with the uh, official version. And so you go, uh, you, you remove the profile, you restart the device. And from then on, the, the next time that Apple uh, will release the first official non-beta version of iOS 13 and iPadOS 13, your device will see you, that you can get it and will install it. And now you will be uh, your device will be on the main normal track of iOS 13 or iPadOS 13. Uh, in my case, uh, I will see what I will do if I restore it, uh, if I restore the archive backup or not, or if I keep my iPad mini 4 with my personal Apple ID. I have not yet uh, decided. There is a link also, it's um, beta.apple.com for slash sp for slash beta program in one word forward slash restore. But if you go to beta.apple.com, uh, if you go in the FAQ section, they, they will, you will see the, the complete procedure as well on, on beta.apple.com, a website, after you sign in with your Apple ID. So uh, that's it for today. I hope you found this episode useful and you have a better idea of how to safely beta test iOS and iPadOS. As usual, all the links will be in the show notes available at macpronet.com forward slash episode 40, where you're more than welcome to provide feedback in the comments section. Actually, I'd love to know 
whether or not you're already beta testing iOS or iPadOS and if it's the case, what are your first impressions? Uh, next time I'll cover the same topic but for macOS and until then I'm Damien Schwer wishing you a great day.